You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Show for Monday, the 28th of February 2022. And uh, we'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the previous hour of Current Affairs. My name's Chris and the song you're listening to is Sleepy Dreamer's Bicycle Song. And um, thank you, yeah, I just said thanks to Democracy Now! Yeah, I wish we had some cheerier news from overseas, but I actually do have some stuff that is worth talking about today. And I'm going to be chatting to Tina from the St Kilda Bike Kitchen. Uh, We haven't had one of these, like, uh, on-street repair uh, crew for a long time in Melbourne, and we're getting one back and they're, they're doing about three sessions and we'll chat about that in some more detail after some news and events that have got it's uh just had to clarify something and i hope i've got this right before i start you know rattling it off but today uh midnight monday the 28th of february is your last chance to get community feedback on the draft Borendara bicycle strategy now there's Quite a few good points in there. If you look at the second document of like they have it, items and what action needs to happen, and the the body's responsible for either funding or planning. Sometimes it's internally with the council. Sometimes it's Department of Transport. Sometimes in this document, it's City of Yarra as well. A couple of items I just wanted to reel off. If you've got a little bit of time today, you can go to engage.borandara.vic.gov.au. And look for bicycle strategy. 1.1, work with the state government to deliver the Box Hill to Hawthorne uh, strategic cycling corridor along the Belgrave and Lilydale Rail Corridor. Now, Action D is something that we should be interested in. Advocate for a new bicycle and pedestrian bridge over the Yarra River north of Burwood and Bridge Road. These are just little bits and pieces I've picked out. Item 1.2, work with the state government to deliver the queue to Hyatt Strategic Cycling Corridor via the Anniversary Outer Circle Trail. Now, this is a good one here. Or two, two, two good actions, Action I. Investigate the feasibility of a new off-road path bridge over the Eastern Freeway at Challenger Highway. Q and Action K. Upgrade the main Yarra Trail connection at the rear of the Guide Dogs Centre to Challenger Highway Bridge Overpass. I think those two were not mutually exclusive, but there's one here, which means, okay, you might be thinking this is a long shot and after all that work, why don't you just give up? No, won't give up. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about item 1.5. 
work with the state government to deliver the Surrey Hills to Richmond strategic cycling corridor via Mont Albert Road. Now, action A. Advocate for protected on-road bicycle facilities along the corridor. Consider strategic removal of or banning of car parking along the corridor to improve safety, particularly at crest and or during peak times. Now, the bit where I'm leading up to, I should have a little bit of uh, drum roll here. Action B, replace the existing Northland Bridge. Okay, that's happening. We know that's happening. Because what happened last, in the last little while, you remember, well, the whole Warmler Street Bridge Coalition to get a new bridge and it whole groundswell towards that, a phenomenal amount of work done by Burundara Bicycle User Group and a joint advocacy with Yarra and Burundara Councils. And how that came to just stop is uh, someone, some group got the actual bridge heritage listed. So we're stuck with it. So what's happening now is that Burundara Council are fixing up the Northern Land Bridge approach, but... To finally get to the point I'm trying to make, Action C. Advocate for a new additional bridge adjacent to the existing Warmler Street Bridge queue to provide separate paths for cyclists and pedestrians. And you might be thinking, why bother? You did all this work and that nothing happened. Well, it's in a document. I'm going to rattle off about this to Kingdom Come till you get it done. There was a lot of groundswell done. There was, I can remember going back five or six years, you know, people coming to Richmond Town Hall to sit down and talk about what the developers were doing in that area. And there also a phenomenal amount of interest from the public on both sides of that river crossing to what was happening with the bridge. And that groundswell is still there because that area is being very much redeveloped and got a lot more population down there. And pressures on that bit of land crossing as you go from Walmer Street, from, you know, come down to Kew and you go to um, the, I can't believe it. I can't believe my brain just popped there. I can't remember the name of the big shopping centre. Richmond Gardens. Is that it? Oh, God. Sorry, it's Monday morning. I've only had one coffee. So, <laughs> but look, if you have the time of day today on uh, Monday the 28th of Feb, go and have a look at that. Engage.borandara.vic.gov.au bicycle thing. But, but really, that's not going to be the end of it. <laughs> I think this is going to come up a lot more in the future and guaranteed that I'm one of these stubborn people who just goes, no, I'm going to keep this as a issue I'm you know, pushing for a long time. Yep, Warmer Street goes back to the 90s, if not the 80s, to get that river crossing fixed up and it's not just a cycling issue it's an accessibility issue for everyone who goes through that area and you may have noticed there was a little bit of uh, hula blue in the in the uh, commercial media about changing right hand turns and stuff in the city in Melbourne CBD because of people who ride bikes and all the rest and it's not even worth commenting upon but what I will say if you do like what city of Melbourne have been doing to uh, put in fit-for-purpose bicycle infrastructure, separated bicycle infrastructure, go to the Reverend stuff on their website and let them know that you got you support them because this is what lives and dies on thing is numbers, letting people know. And also do your civic duty and keep an eye on when stuff comes up at uh, council agendas for meetings. Okay, without further ado, I'm going to go into this chat I did with Tina. Now, bear in mind, we've got a little bit of um, wind noise in the background, but Tina is lovely, loud and clear. And we're talking about the St Kilda Bike Kitchen.
Live at the Bowl is on now. The Open Air Series returns from January to April with an exhilarating program of live performance. See some of the best homegrown and international acts on the Sydney Meyer Music Bowl stage. Share a picnic on the hill, take in a symphony at sunset, or dance the night away to your favourite musicians. Explore the full program at artscentermelbourne.com.au. A 3CR supporter. My name's Tina. I am a part of a collective called the St Kilda Bike Kitchen and we're a group of locals based in St Kilda and Elwood sort of surrounds and we're focused on um, educating people about bike maintenance and basic repairs. So there are a lot of common fixes that people encounter like flat tires or issues with their chain or gears that are actually quite simple to do once you've been shown how, that most people don't know how to do. And ultimately, you know, what then happens is that people who have such an issue without anyone to help them will either go to a bike store or, you know, commonly enough, just park the bike in the garage and stop using it. So we're really focused on getting more people to understand more about their bikes and be able to keep using them. We're really, I guess, passionate about sustainability and promoting the bike as a fun mode of transport that's healthy for the planet and healthy for individuals because it's an active mode of transport. And yeah, we got started the beginning of 2020. Between lockdowns, we started doing pop-ups with, yeah, just under a marquee, we'd bring some tools. We're a really diverse bunch. Some of us have experience running bike kitchens like this in different parts of the world and in different cities. And so we've just pulled our knowledge. And basically what we do is we offer free maintenance checks and then people will come and maybe have a specific issue that we usually, not always, but usually are able to help them out with and show them really the skills to be able to do these kinds of maintenance and basic repair work themselves. So currently we do such pop-ups on a Thursday night and twice a month on a location on Fitzroy Street. And then every other Tuesday evening, we run a maintenance workshop um, at Alma Road Community House in St Kilda or St Kilda East. And what that is, is it's about a two hour workshop where we go through um, a lot of really essential, useful, basic bike maintenance uh, tips and tricks. So we teach people how to do a safety check on their bike. They've had their bike serviced, how to check, you know, their, their brakes, their chain, and yeah, and sort of to know that their bike is safe to ride. And then we teach them how to repair an inner tube and how to change a flat, um, how to take off their wheel and how to clean and maintain their drivetrain. And yeah, just teach them a bit of basics about how a bike functions. And that's been really popular. So it's been beautiful to see people getting real value out of this. Um, yeah. Just basically helping people with their bikes really opens up a whole bunch of possibilities. And they start thinking differently about how to get about as well. Yeah, no, exactly what you said. That's definitely 
something that we found is that a lot of people then become really passionate about their bikes, having, you know, been taught things that they're amazed they didn't know before. I think it makes for a situation where people are more invested in their bikes when they feel that they have some basic skills that they're then likely to spend some time actually caring and maintaining their bike and hopefully spread that knowledge to friends as well. And, you know, these are people that then become more likely to become customers of bike shops um, and also, you know, ideally, yeah, advocates for cycling infrastructure, which is another thing that we want to promote. So, yeah. That's great because potted history of cycling infrastructure in Melbourne is there's a lot of will, but politicians and the like don't allocate right amount of funds to it. You know, how would you see the, the, the St Kilda Bike Kitchen assisting people? I guess, yeah, we, we want to just be like a really friendly, welcoming um, space that people can come if they have bike issues and, and know that we'll help them as much as we can to fix the problem themselves. So to kind of, I guess, empower people to have that bike knowledge. Yeah, fundamentally, we do want to be really inclusive because I think a lot of people can feel intimidated going into a bike shop if they don't know anything about um, the mechanics of their bike. So yeah, so we reach people of all skill sets and all ages. Ideally, when we find a, a permanent physical space, we want it to be somewhere that becomes a bit of a community hub um, that people can come, not just to fix their bike, but yeah, just to hang out with like-minded people and promote some social rides as well and really just get more people on their bike. Join 3CR for a day of special programming in celebration of International Women's Day on Tuesday the 8th of March. With a stellar lineup featuring 24 hours of international current affairs, music, arts, activism, culture and much, much more. This is a unique broadcast that you won't hear anywhere else. We'll bring you the usual celebration of non-conforming feminism. No leadership breakfast here. Just 24 hours of grassroots radical discussions by women and gender non-conforming presenters, producers and musicians dismantling the patriarchy. Taking collective action and imagining the future of feminism. This year's celebrations include a street party in the lane alongside 3CR from 4pm to 8pm in Little Victoria Street. There'll be music, performers, food and friends. Can't make it? You can also listen live. This is a COVID safe event. So join 3CR in celebrating the amazing women and gender non-conforming people in your community from midnight Monday the 7th of March until midnight on Tuesday the 8th of March. For full details, head to the website 3cr.org.au slash IWD2022. You're supporting people, but who supports you? At the moment, we're self-funded. There's a group of about 13 of us and we've managed to cover the costs of our consumables and our printing and, and all of that. But we are applying for grants. Um, so that's definitely something that we're putting a lot of energy into and hopefully we'll be able to secure um, a space through the council or um, through a community grant so that we can have a permanent space. But um, 
as a non-for-profit at the moment, we're using the premises of the Alma Road Community House, which yeah is under the care of the council of Port Phillip. Um, and then just popping up on the street in public spaces um, yeah, on our own time. Yeah, so you, or I should say St Kilda Bike Kitchen, advertise via or promote via Facebook and Twitter? Predominantly? Yeah, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, just social yep. media. Really? How can people get in contact with you? Um, so we do have an email address, which is STK Bike Kitchen, but we also respond to messages on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. So any way that's convenient, yeah. We've found social media to actually be really effective for us. We have had a lot of people come to find us because they saw a post on Facebook or on Instagram and, yeah, um, that would be the best way. And it's just really intriguing. I find really fascinating how how a lot of things stopped two years ago, but you guys began the St Kilda Bike Kitchen. Is there any stories around that during lockdown and like? Because we saw a pretty big upswing in people like getting around and riding because we had to do something. Uh, yeah. that, that sounds like there's a story there in itself. Um, yeah, definitely. I guess there is a bit of a good story where um, two of our members uh, met online, both, yeah, real bike advocates. And one of them had had experience running bike kitchens in other cities. And one just really wanted to start something like that locally. And then they actually discovered that they were neighbors living on the same street. Um, so they, yeah, roped some partners and friends into it. And we started getting together in the beginning of 2020, I guess, before lockdown hit to conceptualize uh-huh. how we would run this. But in between lockdowns, yeah, I guess we just formed a bit of a friendship group and maintained contact. And in a way, yeah, initially the lockdowns gave us some some breathing room to think about all this and to get to planning what we'd need and how we could run this. But yeah, every time we've had a relief from lockdowns, we've gotten back out, yeah, in outdoor spaces as COVID safe as possible. Yeah. To, yeah, to provide this kind of service. What have you seen during your time of development of like people coming along? Yeah, definitely more people coming specifically to find us. So initially we would just wave people down on the street, you know, um, we'd set up somewhere where there would be a lot of cyclists or on the side of a, a bike path. And, you know, we'd notice people with dry, rusty chains or flat tires and just, yeah, um, yell them down to see if they wanted a hand. And then, yeah, a lot of people would stop and then, We'd, you know, direct them to our social media and they, in some cases, would come back or tell their friends. Um, that's also how we found a lot of the volunteers that are now part of us. But, yeah, more and more we're finding people come specifically because someone's told them about us or they found us online. And, yeah, and there is, I think, a definite sense of cycling being a really important part of our future. I think a lot of people during lockdown got on a bike that, maybe hadn't been used in a number of years or bought a bike as a way to uh, entertain themselves or stay fit with the closure of gyms. So, yeah, we do feel that it's cycling is becoming something that's more and more relevant to more people's lives. And, yeah, as it should be. have a few children's picture books or footy boots that your kids have outgrown but want to find them a loving home? Drop them in at 3CR 
and put them in the Books and Boots bin. Books and Boots regularly sends pre-loved children's picture books and sports footwear to remote and regional First Nations communities and children across the country. Contact us at Books and Boots or go to the website www.booksandboots.org.au We love a good book. You're like you're down near in Bayside, St Kilda area as well, because you know there's yeah. a thing in Melbourne that things are predominantly inner north, and it's isn't it's everywhere. <laughs> it's and just in closing, is there any anecdote or anything you something that um, you've learned or picked up, or a story you can share? On the spot, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, sure. doesn't matter. If you no, can't. it's cool. Yeah, just yeah. Honestly, I think it's been really beautiful doing the Tuesday evening workshops because. Um, yeah, we have found that firstly, a lot of, you know, the people that come to the workshops ride off and now they feel more confident on their bikes. They know some things they didn't before, but there was a beautiful moment where I realized that these are all people now that were strangers when they rocked up to the workshop that all live in the same area. And now, you know, they know each other. So there's that, that great kind of effect, I guess, of community building, which is really heartwarming. And yeah, that's been a real treasure for me. There's predominantly like two workshops or two things that people can find you at. We'll just repeat those. Yeah, so Thursday evenings, twice a month, we're at the corner of Fitzroy Street and Canterbury Road in St Kilda. And then every other Tuesday, uh, so also twice a month, we're doing structured workshops at Alma Road Community House. So the best way to find out about specific dates is to reach out via email. So stkbikekitchen at gmail.com. Oh, in addition to that, sorry, I did forget one. Every first Saturday of the month, we run alongside the Peanut Farm Farmer's Market um, with a pop-up event there. So for people that can't do weekdays. Oh, that'd be excellent because you get a lot of people at the markets there. The farmer's market, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's lovely. I'll just say, please, something like this is happening in Melbourne. We had a bit of a gap. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And you're right, there's not much like it near, yeah, Southside. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Tina, for making time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for the exposure. Really appreciate it. So, yeah. And lovely to meet you. Yeah. Sure, sure. Oh, virtually, anyway. Should come down and have a squiz one night. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. Yeah. Subscribe to 3CR. Where else can you hear radical news, analysis, music and opinions? Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 03 
And that was Cycling by Soki. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And they're an uh, audiovisual artist from Scotland. Uh, and that is, oh, that, and the person is also known as Sonia Kilman, and main focus lies on field recordings and the creation of ambient electric sounds. It's the first single of an upcoming partially audiovisual album. Okay, so I'll put all the links into that. So, coming up pretty soon, and if I just get over to the correct window on my little phone, is that Friday Night by Bike in Geelong is coming up. That's on Friday the 11th of March and uh, 5.30pm. Meet at Little M Cafe at slash Good Cycles for refreshments at a tuna. 6pm is the ride and 7.30 the ride concludes at Paco Raw, Geelong West for dinner and drinks. Dress casual. Details. I'll give the details to that in the podcast description. Uh, and there's also, I've got to find that uh, Rider Spoke, as I mentioned last week, is coming up. And um, that's next week. And that's at ACMI. And go on a bike ride around Melbourne in search of the perfect place to hide a secret. And that's from Wednesday the 2nd of March until Sunday the 6th of March. And that has tickets. I remember, I think it was about $25. And... Today is the last day for our subscriber drive on 3CR. If you listen to the show and you like what you hear and there's a lot of fantastic stuff right across 3CR that you should be listening to, especially at this time, please go to 3crwebsite.org.au and look at the subscribe or donate options. So that's all I've got time for today. Don't forget the podcast should be up relatively soon. Go to Yarrabug org forward slash radio and look for the podcast there or go to 3cr.org.au forward slash Yarra Bug. Up next is SheBob followed by Black Dog. CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.